Oh, okay, no wonder I can't see. <laughs> well, let's start off with the nugget this morning. Worry is the misuse. Worry is the misuse of your Worry is the misuse of your imagination. Think about that. Okay. And we let it let it run rampage in our minds oftentimes. Okay. So Father, we Thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, as we look to your word, Father God, that uh, we will receive benefits from it, Father God, in Jesus' name. And everyone that agreed said? No, oh, so you got looking for some benefits this morning. Today is a very important day. Amen. This is the day the Lord hath made, and we shall... Okay, but it's also an important day for the Jewish community. Anybody know why? You cheat. <laughs> okay, at sundown tonight, they go into Rosh Hashanah. Anybody recall what Rosh Hashanah is? The head of the new year. Okay. Uh, it's also called uh, the day of blowing the trumpets. Amen. Okay. Uh, so turn with me to Leviticus chapter 23. So uh, happy new year, people. Tomorrow. Uh, well, we're just going to go over a few things that uh, we've studied before or looked at before. That's Leviticus chapter 23. And going to the 24th verse. Say to the children of Israel, saying, In this seventh month, in the first day of the month, ye shall have a Sabbath, a memorial, a blowing trumpets, a holy convocation. From the Amplified, says, say to, say to the Israelis, on the first day of the seventh month, almost October it says here, you shall observe a day of Solomon sabbatical rest, a memorial day announced by blowing trumpets, a holy called assembly. A memorial. What's a memorial? What are they supposed to remember? Hmm, okay. Uh, let's now turn to the book of Numbers. Just around the corner, and you want to find the 29th chapter of Numbers. Uh, the heading for this chapter says, The Feast of Trumpets. So uh, that's 20, Numbers 29, verse 1, and, and in the seventh month, 
On the first day of the month, ye shall have a holy convocation. Ye shall do no, no servile work. It is the day of blowing trumpets unto you. From the Amplified, on the first day of the seventh month, on a New Year's day of a civil year, ye shall have a holy summons, assembly. You shall do no uh, servile work. It is a day of blowing trumpets for you, every, everyone blowing who wishes, proclaiming that the glad new year has come and that the great day of atonement and the feast of tabernacle is now approaching. Wow. So something's going to happen this year. Amen. A day of sounding trumpets. Uh, the, this New Year's is actually the fifth uh, holy day in in uh, the Jewish on the Jewish calendar. Um, and actually, it's not a, the Jews that started this. It was God that started it. So let's go back to Leviticus chapter twenty-three. Leviticus chapter 23, and we want to go to verse 1. And the Lord spake to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, and say unto them concerning the feast of the Lord, which ye shall proclaim to be holy convocations, even these are my feasts. So, so this holiday, this uh, feast is whose? So God said, has a calendar of his own. So we need to follow through on this calendar. I know. Um, again, these are holidays, not, for, uh, not just for the Jews, but God sets them up for everybody. Oh, wow. Have we as Christians lost an appreciation for values and, and the guiding principles that would help us uh, stay on the course? I think so, because uh, there's a lot of things on the Jewish calendar. If we would accept, we would be better off. Um, we did not get away from... Uh, if, if you read some of the writings of Paul, he talks about some of the, the feasts that, that they were... Those were feasts but he was talking to not only Jews, but to believers. So in early, the early church followed through on these feasts. And today we don't. And we have lost a lot of tangible things, learning from, from the, the feast. And uh, we need to maybe uh, brush up on them again. Hello? Hello. Okay. Uh, the Feast of Trumpets is largely overshadowed now because they're blowing the trumpets for, for memorial. So what is the... God says, you blow the trumpets for memorial. What are you, what are you remembering? Okay. Uh, it's, like I said, the, the Feast of Trumpets has been largely overshadowed by the Jewish New Year. Again, Rosh Hashanah means head of the New Year. The Feast of Trumpets is celebrated uh, as a one-day holiday. Just like uh, for us, uh, well, sometimes we stretch it out for three days on our, if the first runs on a, you know, on a Friday, you get, you know, the weekend. But um, it's only celebrated as a one-day holiday. Israel was simply commanded to 
memorialize the day by blowing trumpets and to keep the day as a day of rest. Wow, okay. Okay, what kind of horn are they blowing? The shofar, okay. Um, shofar are ram's horns. Um, the reason for the shofar, it speaks of Isaac's deliverance through a ram caught in a thicket when uh, Abraham took him up to the mount, okay? Uh, trumpets constructed of cow horns are rejected because they recall the um, idol worship of the cow. Remember when Moses went up there to got got the Ten Commandments, came back down, and they were having a party with a, uh, with a cow or a calf, the golden calf. Uh, so they don't make the rams uh, uh, shofars out of uh, cow horns, okay? Uh, and on this day, on, on if, I, I suppose maybe if you were to come here tonight at sundown, and if the Jews are here, they will be blowing the shofar, and it'd be long... I would pick it up, but uh, I haven't practiced. <laughs> There'd be long blasts on the shofar, indicating, hey, this is, time, this is time of joy. This is time for a new year, okay? Um, again, this, this, tonight, or tomorrow, if you want to call it tomorrow, is their new year, okay? Um, Leviticus 23, again, and looking at verse 24. It's a memorial, okay, a memorial, a day of rest and remembering. What are they to remember? Well, let's go all the way back to Exodus chapter 19. In Exodus chapter 19. In Exodus chapter 19, we're going to look at, begin with verse. Remember, this is where, where the people, it, God wanted to talk to the people. He says, all right, everybody get, Moses, tell everybody to go down by the, the, at the bottom of the hill or the bottom of the mountain. And so uh, let's start with verse 16. Oh, let's go to 14. And Moses went down from the mount unto the people and sanctified the people, and they washed their clothes. And he said unto the people, Be ready against the third day. Come not at your wives. Okay. And it came to, verse 16, And it came to pass on the third day in the morning that there was thunder, lightnings, and a thick cloud upon the mount, and the voice of the trumpet exceedingly loud, so that all the people that was in the camp trembled. In other words, God's blowing this trumpet. The shofar. I mean, you figure when the mountain's all thundering. I mean, you hear thunder. I mean, it's pretty loud. I mean, when we get thunder around here, you know, once in a while we get thunder. I mean, I know my, my dogs go wild and, you know, <laughs> the place shakes. So here's the, the thundering mountain going, and all of a sudden you hear this blast. It's a horn. I mean, when God blows the horn, people, people wake up. Okay. Wow. Uh, let's continue going. 
Oh, uh, where did I stop off? Tremble. Verse 17. And Moses brought forth the people out of the camp to meet, meet with God, and they stood at the neither part of the mount. Okay, I ain't going up there. And Mount Zion was altogether on smoke because the Lord descended upon it in fire, and the smoke thereof ascended as the smoke of a furnace, and the whole mount quaked greatly. And when the voice of the trumpet sounded long and waxed louder and louder, wow, Moses spake, and God answered him by voice. Okay, so they're supposed to remember this, that God had called them to speak to them, but they said, no way, no way. Moses, uh, you be our, uh, our mediator. You talk to him, because if he gets mad, you're the one that's going to die, and we're going to be out here. Right? So they, they have to remember, God wanted to speak to them. That's the memorial. That's the day of, on, on the first day of the year, when the trumpet blows, it's to remind the Jews that God wanted to speak to them. He said, you're my people. I love you. This is where I'm going. And he's going to give you, he gave them all these wonderful things, but they didn't want to, they didn't want to hear. Okay? So you follow that thus far? Okay. Um, God sounded the shofar himself. The only other times in the Bible that refers to God blowing the shofar. Okay, let's find out. Find the book, go to the Z section of your Bible, Old Testament. Zechariah. All right, Zechariah chapter 9. And if you look at the heading of this chapter, it says, The Coming of the King. Okay. Zechariah chapter 9. Let's go to verse 14. And the Lord shall be seen over them. His arrow shall go forth as lightning, and the Lord God shall blow the trumpet and shall go with, a, with whirlwinds of the south. And the Lord of hosts shall defend them, and they shall uh, devour and subdue with sling stones, and they shall drink and make a noise as though through wine, and they shall be filled with bowels, bowls and the, and as the corner of an altar. So in other words, here God is going to blow a horn. He blew the horn. All right. Where is the other place that God's going to blow a horn? Okay, rapture. She's right. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians. Hey. God's going to announce something. He's going to do it on his own. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Beginning with verse 16. And the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and the trump of God. Whose? Trump of God. And the dead shall rise in first. Uh, dead sh in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to be 
to meet the Lord in the air, so shall we ever be with the Lord. So the Lord is going to blow the trump. So they heard it the first time, the second time it's going to take place. We need to be listening for the trump. And it's going to be happening real soon here. You know, a lot of people say, I remember when, when I first got said, they told me, hey, you know, the Lord's coming, the Lord's coming. It could be any day, any day. But certain things had not taken place. Uh, Israel had not taken over um, Jerusalem at that time. It's still under uh, the control of the Arabs, of the Muslims. And, uh, and not until all that was fulfilled, so that's now fulfilled, and a number of things, and he says, from that day forth, it'd be 40 years approximately, you know, give or take, because we are, right now we are in, uh, not on Jewish time, we're still on the uh, Gentile clock. So, you know, but it's coming to an end, because there, there, there is a rustling that the Muslims want all of Jerusalem. They want the capital now. They want to make part of Jerusalem their capital. And of course, uh, their, uh, all, the, all the Muslims don't want Israel, the Jews, anywhere in Israel. They don't want to call it Israel. They call it Palestine. They don't want anybody there. So they say deaf to Israel. So, and there are a lot of things taking, taking place. It says when all the world comes against Israel. Right now, Israel is standing by itself, mainly. Uh, United States used to stand by him, but uh, through the present president, he doesn't want to stand with Israel. So we know things are really getting shaky, okay? Um, so the first time God blew the shofar is when he was going to speak his commandments to his people or tell his people his, his love for him. The second and only other time God blows the chauffeur is when Jesus comes to defend and gather his people. So glory to God. The trump will blow. We're taken out of here and glory to God. This is what we are to remember. All the good things through the word of God that, he, that brings us up to the second blowing of the trumpet. We need to, we need to come alive. Um, this is what we are to remember. When God appeared to the masses in Exodus, and he will appear to the masses or his, his selected people, just like he, he only would appear, wanted to appear to his people in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, he's only wanted to appear for his people again. And that's you and I if we're, we're walking right. Okay? Um, okay. Now, there was, uh, if you look back there in Exodus, Moses said three days. Okay, that one day he already came down. So they had two days to prepare themselves, get themselves ready to stand before God. Okay? Um, what did Peter say? One day is as a thousand years. Okay, Jesus died 2,000 years ago. That's two days ago. According to that, and guess what? God is ready to blow that trumpet again. Amen. We need to prepare. Yes, 
to meet Jesus. Tomorrow, tomorrow the Jews are, are, are blowing the trumpet. They said, this is the new year. This is the, this is the year. A lot of them say, this is, next year, Jerusalem. This year could be the year, this coming year. Because God is not on our calendar. He's on his calendar. The seasons go according to his calendar. Um, okay. What are some of the things that we need to remember? Okay. Right at the Feast of Trumpets, which or, or the Rosh Hashanah starts tomorrow, tonight at sundown, or it's actually the third. And then you remember what happens right after the, the beginning of New Year? Anybody remember? Well, pretty close. We have, remember there's 10 days, remember there was 10 days between between the New Year or Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, which is the Day of Atonement. And what did they do? Remember what they did in those 10 days? Boy, do I, I'm not going to have to bring it up, bring this up. It was about five years ago we talked about this quite lengthy. But uh, in those 10 days, they had to repent for their sins, purify themselves, you know. And you remember. Uh, during those days, they took some breadcrumbs. You remember what they did with breadcrumbs? Breadcrumbs represents leaven, sin, and what do they do? They were to take it out of their pockets or have the showing that they, they, this is their life, and they threw it into what? Threw it into the ocean, the water. Showing it to be cleansed. Okay, let's... Uh, since we're, we're not there, but let's go back to the Old Testament. Let's go back to the book of Micah. In the book of Micah, right after Jonah, you got Micah. It's not Noah, but Jonah. I got it right this time. <laughs> Micah chapter 7. This is, this is why they, they take the breadcrumbs, which is, talks about uh, the sin. Verse, verse 19. And he will turn again. He will have compassion upon us. He will subdue our iniquities. And thou wilt cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. So what are they saying? That here's my life represented the breadcrumbs. It's leaven. And they're now thrown to see, and it's forget, God forgets our sins. This is what they're saying. Amen. So it's, it's, they're, they're thinking this way. I've repented. I'm casting the, the, the breadcrumbs that's a shed, you know, removing sins from our self, you could say self purity, but it's, you know, it doesn't show it that way. Okay. On the tenth day, which is the day of Yom Kippur, a day of atonement, which will be the twelfth, ten days later, which we're in the Jewish New Year. Uh, this is Israel's most holy day. Uh, it's a day that sin is covered completely. I mean, 
for the rest of the year, last year's sins are gone, they are walking free. So, you know, this is, <laughs> this is what we, that's what they look forward to, but we have ours every day. Our sins are gone every day if we're keeping ourselves clean. Amen. Glory to God. Okay. Um, it's a day on Day of Atonement or, or, or Yom Kippur. It's a day of fasting and repentance. Uh, um, and, and the shofar represents God's call to repentance on, on, uh, day, uh, on uh, Yom Kippur. A few years back, if you recall, the uh, Jews were ce celebrating Yom Kippur and they were attacked. You remember that? A few years, ba a few years back, they were attacked because they, you know, the, the Jews don't attack the, the Muslims on their holy days, but the Muslims will do anything to disrupt. They hate the Jews. They attacked them on Yom Kippur uh, a few years back. So we get, they have to, to watch it. Okay. Then, uh, October 16th. We're getting all these, these feasts coming in right now. It's the Feast of Sukkot or the Feast of Tabernacles. It's a harvest time. This is the most joyful feast of all of Israel. This is the final feast of the year. So in, well, of, I can't say the year, but of the, if you're looking at it the other way, you know, this, we're beginning of the year, but we're not, you know, for that. So let's turn to Exodus chapter 23. Verse, 20, uh, verse 16. And the feast of harvest, or the first fruits of thy labor which thou hast sown in the field, and the feast of ingathering, or the tabernacle, uh, which is the end of the year, you, you shall gather in thy labors out of the field. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Um, this commemorates, this feast commemorates God's goodness and provision. The feast lasts for seven days. Okay. Um, this points to the future when God gathers his people this is the booths you remember um, gather his this is where they build the little um, lean-tos and they, they remember how they were in, in the wilderness and now they're, they're having a feast God is, gathers all his people here zip, zip away Okay, um, this, this points to the future when God gathers his people unto himself and burns the wicked like chaff and stubble. The great trumpet will be blown on that day. He will be their God and they will be his people. The feast of trumpets depicts the, what we are, feast of trumpets, which is tomorrow, depicts the rapture of the church also. Get ready. Not saying it's tomorrow, or <laughs> it'd be nice. 
and there's a and the church immediately uh, is separated from the uh, outpouring of God's wrath. If you'll turn to Isaiah chapter forty-nine, and Isaiah chapter forty-nine. Verse 6, and here's where we come in, you could say. And he said, that's Isaiah 49, 6. And he said, it is, light, it is a light thing that thou shouldest be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore and preserve of Israel. I will also give thee a light to the Gentiles that thou may be, that thou may be my salvation unto the ends of the earth. So we are there... The opening was at, at Jesus dying on the cross gave us the opportunity to come into, because we were uh, Gentiles, were not part of the covenant. We were outside of the covenant. All, that, all the blessings were given to the children of Israel, and they were supposed to go out and evangelize the world, which they did not do, to bring them to know, to know God, but they didn't do it. So, uh, you know, how things turned. God made the deal for our salvation. And when gave us light, and we, we're now part of the, if, we, if, if Gentiles or non-believers receive Jesus, we are part of it. We are engrafted into the church. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Okay. Um, watchfulness is a critical ingredient to, to the Feast of Tabernacles, okay, the harvest. So let's look at a few of these. Matthew chapter 24. And Matthew chapter 24. Feast of Tabernacles. This is what we got to watch for. Matthew 24, verse 42. Watch therefore, for ye know not what hour the Lord doth come. He's telling us to watch. Hallelujah. Keep yourself ready. Don't get busy with the world. I mean, you could be occupied, but know what, who you are and what you need to do. Amen. Be... be uh, Doing the Lord's business besides your own occupation, okay? Okay. Um, First Thessalonians. I know we're jumping around quite a bit here, but let's go to First Thessalonians chapter 5. Here's another warning. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 6. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. Sober. We need to keep awake in these last days. This is what the day in remembrance is. These are, these are points that we need to re recall for the year, this year coming up. We need to be watchful, be sober. Uh, 
Right after Thessalonians, we find the book of Timothy. And right after Timothy, you find Titus. And you want to find Titus chapter 2 this time. I'm looking at verse 13. Looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ. So we need to look. Keep looking. Be aware of the time frame that we're living in. All things are ready. Boy, there's going to be a hallelujah choir. <laughs> Up in heaven, they're, be, being, they're going to be singing hallelujah. We're going to be shouting. I'm the redeemer. <laughs> We're the redeemed. We're coming home. Amen. Glory to God. Um, turn two books over and you'll find the book of Hebrews. And you'll go to the ninth chapter. That's Hebrews chapter 9. Verse 28, the last verse of chapter 9 of Hebrews. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall, be, shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Let me read that from the Amplified. So it is that Christ, having been offered to take upon himself and bear as a burden the sins of many once and for all, will appear a second time, not to carry any burden of sin nor deal with sin, but to bring a, to full salvation to those who are eagerly, sounds like they're waiting, uh, waiting there, constantly and patiently waiting and expecting him. You got to be ready. We got to be ready. We got to be ready. It's not, you can't be like the, the five foolish virgins. They, they knew of the Lord, but they were not ready. They were playing around. What is it talking about? It's talking about the church. It's talking about, remember how we, we, we kind of made a V-shape? Everybody's under the Christian camp, but not all the Christians are going. Not all the believers are going because they're not doing the works. It's the followers. It says, if you are a follower and doer. So, believer, um, pardon me, Christian, believer, and follower. We need to be followers because the other two parts of that, we can be left behind. A lot of people go under, under the... Category. I go to church, I go, I'm a Christian, but they don't follow through. you got believers that, that uh, know what the Word says, but they don't do it. James says, if you're not a doer of the Word, you're fooling yourself. You're deceiving. So that means you have to be a follower, which is a disciple who does what they're called to do. Amen. So if someone says, are you a Christian? Yes, but I go further. I'm more than a Christian. I'm more than a believer. I'm a doer. I'm a disciple. That's what you need to be. Hello. We've got to wake up. We've got to wake up. We've got to wake up. Okay, let's go to 2 Peter uh, at this time. In 2 Peter chapter 3, 
2 Peter chapter 3, beginning with verse 12. 2 Peter chapter 3, beginning with verse 12. From the King James. Looking for and hastening unto the coming of the day of, the, day of God, whereas the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for a new heavens and a new earth wherein dwell righteousness. Wherefore, verse 14, Wherefore, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found in him peace without spot and blameless. We have to be found within him. We need to be clean. Those little, little dirty areas in our lives, like I said, you know, a lot of people go along. I go to church. I'm a believer. But I don't quite qualify because I don't follow through on things. We need to get those little areas that are, you know, I hate to use this, but when you go to the dentist and, and they're checking your teeth, my wife, uh, and you got a little decay under a tooth, if you don't get it, what happens? It gets infested. <laughs> Root canal or, or fixed up or pulled. What, what? But we have to be clean. He's, he's looking for someone who is spot without a spot or wrinkle or a blemish. And guess who's, whose job it is to find out if you've got a spot, wrinkle, or blemish? It's your own self. As you reread the word, we find out certain things that we need to clean up. We need to start cleaning up. We just can't say, well, you know, the wife should have told me. Or my boyfriend should have told me. My mom should have told me. My dad should have told me. No, you read the word and you, you tell yourself, i got to clean up. You know, some, sometimes you get help. Okay, and then right after, after, uh, after, then we start going to the, into the, since this is the new year, but we'll go into the new year. Uh, the Passover, we're going to look at the, finish these up. The Passover, which is, uh, is the beginning of, of Israel's uh, feast. It's going to be held uh, this coming year, April 12th, 11th through 12th, you know how that goes. Um, the Passover uh, depicts the Messiah's death at Calvary for the sins of the world. This provision goes beyond Israel. Like I said, we, the Gentiles, we got a, got a hold of this. God just gave, just dropped it on it. I'm glad he just dropped it on it. He had us fight for it. Um, you know, John 3, 16. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son for all the world. Not just, just, not just the Jews, but all the world. So, glory to God we are. We're in. Amen. So that's Passover. Then right after, you Remember some of these feasts come right after, just like we just saw, some of the feasts come right, one right after. And right after uh, uh, Passover comes, anybody remember? <laughs> Feast of Unleavened Bread, you remember that they were? That's April uh, uh, 12th through the 19th. 
Uh, the Feast of Unleavened Bread was, to give, uh, was given to Israel, but depicts the fact that the Lord's body would not decay. Okay. Glory to God. Then after the uh, Feast of Unleavened Bread came the Feast of First Fruits. That's April 15th through the 16th. First Fruits was given to Israel to depict the Lord's triumphant uh, um, resurrection. He lives because um, he lives, and believers will also live when they believe, okay? I should maybe go, he lives, and disciples will live also. I'm going to start just using that a little bit different than just Christians. Because there is that. that. And then, then it goes into the Feast of Weeks. That is 50 days later. What comes after 50 days after re the resurrection? Pentecost. All right. That's it'll be in June um, 4th. Um, it was given to Israel, but depicts the birth of the church and the new covenant. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We, we, we were really adopted into the family of God. Um, both believing Jews and Gentiles are all one in the Lord Jesus, or as uh, the Messiah. Okay. Okay. Looking at the feast, we have to note that every blessing that the church enjoys, everything that we enjoy, comes out of the covenant and blessings and provisions with, with, that God made with Israel. So we are, you know, we're, you know, as Christians, like again, we don't look at some of the feasts. We don't follow the, the days. We need to follow the days because there's blessings there. There's an understanding there. Paul goes on and says that we have been engrafted into the fig tree, and he says, if if you, if the fig if he tore out the bad parts of the fig tree. He says he can tear out the engrafted bad things of the fig tree. He says that means we need to clean ourselves up. Keep, you know, this is what we need to remember. This is the things that we need to hold on to, to understand. Again, as Christians, have we lost an appreciation for the values and the guiding principles that would help us stay on course? We need to look at, look at these uh, Things that, uh, you know, some of the things that the Jews, uh, like uh, Purim, were Esther, that part of Esther, and, you know, those things are good, but they don't really apply. The feast apply, the, fe the seven feasts that really apply to us. And we should do a little more study and, and, and look forward to these days. Because they tell us who we are and what we, what, what has ta taken place and what we need to remember. So uh, this coming tomorrow, you can have a holiday. Happy New Year's Day. Okay. No, she says, no. We, you could get out early. She said, get out early. Okay. Okay. Short. It's like a Wednesday night. <laughs> I gave you two last Wednesday. 
Okay, let's all stand. Anybody have a question? Okay, nobody has a question, good. Because <laughs> I may not be able to answer it. So if you, if you have any questions about uh, the, uh, the Jewish holidays, you can go down to the end of the building. <laughs> and uh, they can give you some insights as to why the Jews do it, but then you're going to have to figure out why they're, they affect us. Okay. That sounded weird. Go down to the empty building. I didn't say empty building. I said down to the end building. So, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks, Lord, that uh, we're looking at the, the Jewish New Year. Father God, we praise you. We just give you thanks. And, Father God, for one, uh, since this is the beginning of New Year, New Year's resolutions can come up, Father God. And, Father God, some of those resolutions that we have made for the beginning of our year can be moved into the New Year of the Jews. So, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks, Lord, that greater things begin to transpire because we are your children. In Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>